0: Welcome everyone to another Giant Sisters podcast, I'm Joe Brothers, and today we're here with Lisa Tamity, mental toughness coach and human potential expert. For the past 25 years, Lisa has competed in the world's toughest endurance events, clocking up over 70,000 kilometres, racing everywhere from the Sahara to the Gobi to the Death Valley to the Himalayas, Australia and Europe. She has pushed her mind and body to the limits and has both succeeded and failed and learnt many lessons along the way. She has also had to overcome many obstacles in her personal life from losing two babies to bringing back her mum after an aneurysm that left her with major brain damage to getting through divorce, financial ruin and rebuilding her life. Welcome Lisa.
1: Lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: My pleasure. Um, there's so much to talk to with you today about, but I wonder if you could give us a, an overview of your journey. I mean, um, hearing your bio, reading your bio, and talk, there's a lot to a lot to unpack. So, could you please just give us a, an overview of of your life to date? Yeah, yeah.
1: There's it's a hell of a lot to unpack. That's for sure. It's been an interesting ride so
0: far, yes. and, and I'm yeah quite old now, so.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Not really. I'm I'm fifty one and yep. I feel like I've had uh, the experiences for ten lifetimes sometimes but yes. um still feel like I've got a lot more to, to do as well. Absolutely. Um so yeah, I've been an uh, an ultra marathon runner um for a long, long time. So mm. I've had lots of experiencing experience doing racing and, you know, over seventy thousand kilometers. In that time it's and amazing. done over 140 ultra marathons and places you know or crazy places all, all around the world mm. mostly deserts um yeah. i was an asthmatic as a, as a little girl right. um severe asthmatic um so i always sort of gravitated to hot dry climates and that's one of the reasons why uh desert sort of popped up on my radar as being a good thing to do yes,
0: amazing <laughs> so
1: um yeah that's that's sort of the i didn't get into the running till quite late and the funny thing is i'm not a talented runner at all you know like i don't have the genetics to be super fast mm. or or a good set of lungs or a great vo2 max or any of those things but I just was had a thirst for adventure and yeah. pushing my own limits and finding out what I'm made of and mm. and that's what it's been all about for me really.
0: So is it? It sounds very much it's a journey, it's a mind over matter type of thing. Is that how you approach? Very it? much so. Yes. Yeah. So
1: and. Um, I really think you know that there's nothing that can stop us in mm. in chasing our dreams, you know even if you haven't got the most talent and you haven't you know got everything in your favor you can find ways around the heck of a lot of the things that that come at us in life and yeah. um i i have found that you know the stuff that I've learnt through doing these extreme adventures and mm. and, and races has really stood me well for things in life that have come at me mm. you know so the, the lessons that you learn when you're out in nature doing crazy stuff mm. is just super super valuable lessons that um yeah have helped me in, in especially in recent years with some of the the um problems and mm. tragedies that i've had to go through so mm. if i hadn't had a lot of the stuff that i've done i don't think i would have survived the Mm. You
0: know. Yeah. So well. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, on the show, I normally um this is sort of a uh where I talk to phenomenal women and you definitely are in that category. And I ask them the question, the power of intention, how did you design your life and career path or did it just evolve?
1: Yeah. It definitely happened to me more than I I had yeah. no no plans when I was a, a young kid to become an ultra marathon runner. Right. <laughs> Do all this crazy stuff at all. Right. Um I was a gymnast as a child, and I mm. definitely wanted to excel at, at sport. And had a lot of pressure in my childhood to to be the best, and to represent New Zealand was one of the biggest mm. goals of my life because my father really, really wanted that. So I yes. grew up in a in a in a world of, um, you know, quite a lot of pressure yes. as a young yes. kid, um, and I think that definitely shaped who I became and. Mm. Um, I I failed at gymnastics, if you can call it that, Mm. because I just grew up too tall and went through puberty and, you know, got a bit chubby and was the wrong shape and size for it Um, and went through a long period of time of, 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 because of that, of self-loathing and um, extreme dieting and, Mm. you know, um, eating disorders and all sorts of problems in my early teens because of the pressure that I'd been under and not being acceptable as I was you Mm, know, not being um, so it's taken me a long time to unpack all Mm. of that crap basically Um, that then you know uh, um, and what happened then after that was that I met a a young Austrian guy who was a really extreme athlete and we were in a a relationship for five years Mm. and he showed me the world and showed me how much I was capable of but he pushed me really really hard and mm. it was like five years in boot camp basically
0: yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> special
1: forces training <laughs> yes. wow. um, and it was a very abusive relationship mm. so that also shaped a lot of who i am and, and what i became and mm. i just had a lot of uh you know self-esteem issues as a young woman mm. um as, as so many of us do you know yes. and um really the running and The stuff that that I did later on really helped heal a lot of those wounds and gave me Mm. my confidence and my strength back and what I was able to do and Mm. um, helped, you know, overcome a whole lot of those early trauma Mm. situations, if you like, you know, that we, a lot of us go through, you know, unfortunately.
0: Um, in terms of you know, you've you've must have had so many you unique experiences. Is there some sort of experiences that you've had either with your running or with your work you do that have sort of left that sort of really sticks comes to top of mind when I say, what are some of the you know the top things that you you know th- note in your life and things that have made a mark on you?
1: Um, I think yeah, there's some there's some big races that really made it a turn, that were a turning point in my life. Um or even you know expeditions so one was the libyan desert this was an expedition that i did with that young man and um in the middle of it the relationship
0: broke up actually in the middle of the desert and this was an extreme expedition that we were crossing the
1: libyan desert um, illegally um, in that a military barred zone, with only two litres of water a day and thirty-five kilo backpacks. You know, it was really on the <laughs> on the edge of crazy.
0: Absolutely. And
1: in the middle of this, uh, the boyfriend <laughs> decides um, to have a domestic with me and leaves me. Oh. Um, and that was a turning point in my life, a really low point mm. that I'd um, I survived that crossing because it was touch and go for a while and. Mm. Um, It was, uh, you have to read my book (laughs) to get the full story on that one, Um, so my book Running Hot, Um, but that was a a point in my life, a really low point in my life when I survived that that crossing and that relationship went south, Mm. and I started to rebuild my life from there, Mm. Um, and then... It took me a couple of years physically to to re- recover from the damage that i had done to myself right. but then i started to do uh, i heard about um an ultra marathon that was in uh morocco called the marathon de Sabe, which right. is a really famous ultra marathon and i was looking at this and it was sort of said to be the toughest race on earth and i was looking at the kilometers and comparing it to the libyan desert and going hang on a minute i reckon i could do this
0: oh wow and, well,
1: and i've never done any you know running of any you know I've uh, done a bit of jogging around the block to keep fit and I've done a lot of adventurous stuff but I hadn't actually been a runner per se um but I signed up for this race anyway mm. went and got sponsors didn't know what the hell I was doing but just trained for it mm. and I did it and it was just a wonderful experience that really changed the trajectory of my life um I was surrounded by these amazing people doing this crazy adventure and everyone was supportive mm. and telling me how great I was and, you know, it was just one of those positive environments mm. that and in an adventure that was just mind-blowing. You know, yes. you're running across the Sahara for seven days Amazing. with everything on your back and with 700 other runners, it, yeah. it's just epic, you know, uh, there's no other word to describe it except yeah. epic and when I got to the end of that, I was just like, oh, bring it on, you know, what else can I do if yes. I can do that, let's, you know, and I was starting at this time to then rebuild my My self-esteem, my self-confidence, and mm. and who I was, and of course, so then I just went hard out one race after the other after the mm. other. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest is sort of history.
0: <laughs> So it seems, it's really interesting to sort of hear that, you know, um, you were running for 700,000 kilometres and you weren't, 70,000, yeah. 70, and you weren't, I uh, exaggerated a bit, um, and you didn't <laughs> consider yourself a runner, that seems incredible, yeah. so what did you do to, before you went on these um, adventure um, running, what what were you doing for training? So I had spent, you know,
1: five years with this young man, who shall remain nameless, yeah. Um but I, so we'd done a lot of cycling through I think 25 or 30 countries I can't remember how many exactly um, so lots of cycle tours and on these tours then we would twine mountains that we came across and do long treks and uh, kayak and canoe and mm. uh, all of that sort of really good adventure type stuff right so I'd been out in you know out in the wilderness doing stuff for mm. a long time but i hadn't been a runner yeah um and now in our in between our trips I'd, I'd jog for to keep my fitness up or mm. things while we're working or whatever but that was about the extent of it um and so that's sort of what evolved but once i started doing the ultra marathons that's when i really started to okay um i want to keep doing this and then mm. i just learned as i went along i had no idea what mm. i was doing and back then nobody did really we, yeah. we were all sort of winging it and mm. electrolytes what the hell were they and you <laughs> <Yeah>. know <laughs> no, no food and had no idea made some huge rookie mistakes failed yeah. a number of times yeah. you know as you do and as you're learning um but just loved that whole scene and and eventually I started to get quite good at it you know mm. um just for, through sheer amount of mileage and um and experience having experience is really really key in ultramarathon running because yes. um, you can be a talented runner but you don't know how to pace you don't know how to fuel you don't know how to get mm. the right equipment all of that sort of stuff so right. once you start actually uh learning all that stuff you can actually you know go up through the ranks quite well if you like um and so i ended up doing quite you know well on a number of big races and national team and and, and things mm. like that and um you know, national titles and mm-hmm. international podium places on big races and stuff. But it wasn't through any sort of speed or talent. It was more <laughs> who was left standing at the end of a very yeah. long race,
0: you know. Determination. Sounds like you've got a lot of determination and yeah. um, mental strength. And experience. Yeah, yeah and experience. Determination
1: and experience and yeah. a combination of that. Bloody mindedness, yeah. Yeah, Just, um, good. Cheer. So And the ability to push through pain. An ability to... Right. And you have to have that if you do ultras, mm-hmm. any ultramarathon will tell you, you. You have to have the ability to push and understand your reason for doing things. Because mm-hmm. when you're in the deep, dark shit somewhere and you're really struggling, there's a massive conversation going on in your head of battle, really. Right. Of, you know, why don't you just quit and stop mm-hmm. and why you shouldn't? And you need to know why the heck you're there. Mm-hmm. And for, for me, for many years, it was about proving something right. to people. Um, mm. and, and trying to be, cause I wanted to be considered cool and tough and, you know, all of those things that mm. you, and then later and later years it became more about, um, doing things for charity mm. and, you know, um, other sort of more positive orientated yes. stuff, um, but yeah, at the beginning, it was
0: definitely just trying to beat the demons that were in my head. Wow! Really, and yeah. do do you use that sort of what you learned when you were working with your? I mean, you're you're a mental toughness coach, and and yeah. you, you, with your clients, how does that normally work? Are you finding that you? Are you do you do most of it about the people that want to learn to run, or is it mainly a lot through mental toughness?
1: So we have a couple of different um, programs. So we have an online run training academy if you like or platform yes so this this is all online training so we have like 700 athletes that we train all around the world mm-hmm. um to varying degrees so some people are just starting out and using our you know sort of basic programs and then we've got you know elite ultra marathoners who are doing you know a lot of one-on-one with us mm-hmm. um, and, and everything in between um mm-hmm. and so there it's all about sharing the actual skills for running the the knowledge the the expertise the structure of the training programs and we train very holistically so we're not into um high mileage for high mileage sake and having um made a lot of mistakes along my path Mm. um and then having um met my my now coach and my business partner who actually saved my career at a time when i was just burning out because Mm. i was just like you know one race after the other and just annihilating my body basically Mm. um and he you know pulled back on the mileage introduced strength training introduced mobility work worked on my mindset changed Mm. my nutrition and now we've sort of packaged that up into doing the same thing with our other athletes whether they're you know doing their first 5k or or doing their hundreds you know 100k um it doesn't doesn't really matter we Mm. love like working with people where they're at so that's how that's our run coaching Mm. side of it Mm. and then i have a mental toughness like an online course that that um a lot of students go through and it's all about learning about what you're capable of Mm. and giving yourself the tools and techniques and ways to cope in in different situations Mm. and building resilience and uh an ability to fail and get back up again, mm. and um, just being stronger in the mind. And you know, a lot of a lot of that is quite simple stuff, really. But it's yes. stuff that we're never being taught.
0: You're right. Yes, and
1: we 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 go around in our lonely little world sometimes in our own heads beating ourselves up mm. and when when someone comes along and explains to you how your brain actually works mm. and what your subconscious is doing and where this has come from and then gives mm. you some tools to climb out of that and she has a, a whole lot of stories about you know what I've been through mm. um, it sort of empowers people to go wow mm. maybe I can do that dream that I have in my head and everybody's mm. telling me it's stupid you know because it's really about building a tribe around you yes. of people that will support you in your whatever your crazy dreams are yes and you know like most of us have a lot of naysayers in our immediate environment mm. who are telling us we can't do this and it's impossible and mm. why are you doing it and uh, I mean I've had that all my life mm. you know people going what the hell what are you mm. doing and you can't do that and who do you think you are and I just use that as now as fuel for the fire that's yes. just like well just watch me you you, you <laughs> know watch me watch me go instead yes. of, oh they told me I couldn't so I can't know that somebody's opinion and it's and it's just a reason for you to fight harder in my in my eyes you know absolutely um, so I'm all about empowering people mm. and encouraging them and helping them understand that even like, like a lot of people look at uh, perhaps some of the statistics of my career and go oh you wouldn't know what it's like to struggle well I do actually yes. and, and I'm very passionate about helping people overcome those struggles mm. and um, if people have could have seen me at my lowest and weakest point then they'd mm. understand that, you know, I've come a hell of a long way and that we can all mm. do that journey, you know, and that and now it's about lifting other people up and yes. and empowering them to, to, to chase their dreams and, and follow their hearts and, you know, Brilliant. we only live once, you know.
0: Mm. <laughs> So yeah, I'm really passionate about that, as you can probably tell. From yeah, my voice. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, do you find that people have similar negative chatter in their mind? You know, you talk about. Oh hell yeah! Okay, and what what in your experience is that? Just.
1: So we all have. Um, so we've all we we've, we've all got. A conscious and a subconscious mm-hmm. programming okay in our brain mm. and so you, you might go right i want to do this mm-hmm. i want to run a marathon i want to lose weight i want to eat healthy whatever the goal is mm-hmm. right and then you've got all the subconscious programming that keeps sabotaging you and you might read a self-help book and mm-hmm. you might do a course and you might you know try and better yourself and you might get some improvement but somewhere along the way you keep sabotaging your own journey Mm. and you're thinking why the hell am i doing that when i don't want to be doing it Mm. and it's something that every single human being faces and we are as children we take on a hell of a lot of programming in our early years so in our first seven years Mm. uh, a lot of our programming is put into us by our environment Mm. our our parents our peers what happens to us and so this goes in unfiltered it goes in without anybody reasoning, hey, is this a good thing to put in my brain or not? Yeah. It just goes in because you're a child and you have no filter. Mm. So when you know, Dad was screaming at you that you're a useless piece of shit and you didn't do this and you mm. or you were naughty or whatever it was, you don't go, Oh, Dad was having a bad day and I just need to ignore that True. Because it's a high or you just hear I'm bad, I don't deserve love, I don't deserve this or whatever the the message was and when this repeatedly happens to a child, Mm. um, and this is varying degrees, we've all got varying degrees of this, Mm. it gets programmed into your brain and so when it's an adult, you've Got that lens of you, that's the way you see everything. And mm. even though you're trying on a conscious level, our conscious program, our conscious mind mm. only processes about 40,000 bits of data a, a minute. Mm. Um, and our subconscious is pro- processing something like 40 million bits a Gosh. minute, or I can't remember a second or a minute, it's crazy. Anyway, yes. and that means that our whole life is run by our subconscious Mm. there's only about one to five percent is actually conscious Mm. so we can do whatever we like in the conscious realm but we're david versus goliath Mm. we're we're up against this big monster of whatever our subconscious programming is Mm. so then we need to go back and we need to go hang on a minute okay so i'm sabotaging myself here Mm. so obviously there's some subconscious programming on here that's that's not it's not conducive to the goals that I want so then we can start to unpack that Mm. and we can use tools like um, self-hypnosis meditation Mm. uh, visualization Mm. um, uh, you know goal setting and all of these things that we and affirmations those types of things Mm. and this takes time And there are some. There's a whole lot of different processes that are actually quicker than others. Mm. But we can we can go in and we can start that reprogramming. Mm. And and the first part of that is becoming aware of what your brain is actually doing. Yes. Because most of us are running on autopilot most Mm. of the day. So the Mm. negative. You know the moaning and the groaning and the worries and the stresses mm. are, are what's playing in your brain for probably seventy to eighty percent of the day. Mm. You know your brain, your, your thoughts are often negative for seventy percent of the day. That's mm. a hell of a lot. It's too much. But if you can yeah. start to. Mm. You know, go, hang on a minute, I'm catching myself saying these things or doing these things repeatedly, and Mm. you go, hang on, I don't want that in there anymore, where the hell did that come from? And just having that awareness and catching your thoughts Mm. and going, no, Mm. I'm not going to have that thought, you know, looking in the mirror and going, I'm fat, Mm. you know oh, I don't like that body part, you're mm. reinforcing that that again and again and again. Yes. So even if you're faking it at the start and you look at yourself in your mirror and go, oh, my God, you're so beautiful and amazing, you mm. know, even like you, you might be thinking, oh, my God, you know, you, your subconscious is yelling at you that you're lying, <laughs> yeah, but you just don't tell keep, it to, yep. you know, bugger
0: off. Absolutely. And
1: and and you start repeatedly doing these things a little bit of a to- at a time mm. and you start using things like self-hypnosis. there's a ton of mm. tapes and you know on YouTube and goodness yes. knows where things that you can actually start to reprogram good positivity mm. into your mind and start to change the way you think. Mm. and then surrounding yourself with people that are better than you. Mm. And are where you want to get to yes. and who are positive towards you and, mm. and will support you in your journey. So, going and getting coaches and mentors. Yes. And if you can't afford one, they're all over blooming podcasts and YouTube, yes. and you can find people to be around that are positive. Good right. point. Mm. And, the, yeah, and then getting rid of the negative naysayers in your life as much as you can. Often you can't when they're your family, but mm. you've got to at least block them mm. mentally. You've got to block the, the negativity and go, no, I'm not taking on, you know, what Dad just said to me today. Mm. I'm not taking that on. Mm. And I'm going to listen to coach so-and-so who said this to me. Right. You know, it's choosing yeah. who you decide to follow and listen to. Mm. And slowly over time, you'll start to get stronger and mm. stronger and stronger. And then you lift your your horizons on what your goal should be. And you push mm. yourself outside of your comfort zone and you become more and more and more and you get stronger and stronger and that that's the journey that I've been on for you know I don't know how long now a bloody long time and I've
0: still got <laughs> a long way to go <laughs> absolutely I mean reading um you know the other things other you know obstacles from your personal life I mean that's been a, a huge amount that of things to deal with for any one person and I can only imagine that you would have had to put your mind to looking only at the positive to get yourself through it yep
1: yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, and and it hasn't always worked. There have been times in my life, you know, where I, you know, um in my 30s, for example, went through a divorce, lost everything, lost mm. the country I was living in, the house I was living in, my business, everything, came mm. back to New Zealand with nothing at the age of 38. Um, and I didn't look at that positively at that time, you know. Nice. I was a mess and yeah. I reacted to things and I did some stuff that I'm not proud of and mm. I was in a mess, you know. Mm. And it took the running, got me back on track and yes. refocused me and slowly rebuilt my life again. Um, and now when I face with a, a really crappy situation, you know, like, um, earlier this year, um, we've been trying to have a, have a child for years, my husband and I, Yes. and I haven't been, we haven't been able to, I've done, you know, damage to my body, Right. and I met him quite late as well, yep. and we lost, um, uh, a baby to miscarriage it, it, um, four years ago, yeah, and sorry. then we hadn't been able to, done everything we possibly could, mm. no go. So I got a surrogate mum and oh. that was, you know, not an easy journey in itself. I and mean, yeah. we finally had this wonderful woman who was helping us and she um, fell pregnant and we were, you know, um, so looking forward to being parents finally. Yeah. You know, yes. So late in life. But finally my husband and I and then in, in March this year our little boy Joseph came early and he died. Oh, I'm and sorry. he only lived for a couple of hours yeah it, it, like this is the most a situation you could possibly really go through you know yeah absolutely
0: um
1: it was pretty pretty dramatic especially knowing that this was our one shot you know in mm. a family um probably and and, and for you know I, I, I really struggled to see because I, I always try to see the good in, yes. in some everything and i really struggled for a few weeks so i was just you know devastated oh, of course <laughs> And now I look back on that, and I think actually, even in that horrible situation, there were blessings. And mm. our little boy has changed our perspective on our lives. You yeah. know, my husband is a different man now. Mm. He's he's a lot. He's like, bugger it! I'm going to live my life. My little boy didn't get to. You know, oh, mate, yes. I'm. I'm going to live for him, and I'm going to be strong, and I'm going mm. to step up. And you know, taking a promotion in his job, and um, taking on taking on more responsibility, and that's because he's. Seen, you know he's turned this negative horrible thing mm. and he's gone No, stuff it you know yeah. i'm gonna live for my little boy better than i was living and i'm gonna appreciate life more and mm. i'm you know so there's in in my surrogate family they're just my family now you oh, know yes. her children are my children you know as far as i'm concerned we love mm. them to death and mm. so there's blessings in amongst for chaos yes. always yeah, but, yeah even if you can't see it immediately you know so you've mm. just got a change your perspective on what you find in it or the journey that I've been on with my mum Mm. she had an aneurysm four years ago and was left in a pretty much not much over a vegetative state Mm. I had no memory no ability to control anything and the doctor's we're, you know, they said, look, she's 74, she's never going to do anything again. And, I, and anyone who knows me knows that I just absolutely adore my mum. Mm. She's, you know, um, an amazing, wonderful person, and I just didn't accept that. Yes. So for the last four years, I've been fighting every every ounce of my being. I stopped doing the long-distance running, and I focused everything on her. Yes. And I, I studied everything under the sun from... Hyperbaric oxygen therapy, through to functional neurology, through to nootropics, brain-enhancing drugs, everything yes. that I possibly could to help her rehabilitate. And I spent, you know, seven days a week for the last four years, and only in the last six months that I've been able to take the odd day here and there because now she's completely normal again. Wow! So she's um, gone from not being able to put food in her mouth with her with her hand to now, you know walking around she's got her full driver's license she's got her power of attorney back she's living life as a as a normal you know person again and loving
0: life you know so it sounds like you heard the the, say that the um the doctor's view on her and you and your mind thought unacceptable and you're not going to accept that and you're going to create the outcome for her health to come back and you've done it wow
1: Yeah, and and like, you know, there was a hell of a lot of obstacles to overcome. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, you know, easy to say that, but that was four years and thousands and thousands of hours of retraining her brain, which drove me to insanity and, um, you know, a huge amount of money that I've invested in her rehabilitation Mm. and you know everyone telling me along the way why are you doing this when they didn't see any improvements for months on end and i just kept going and i kept going and if i hadn't Mm. been an ultra marathon runner that knew how to just keep persisting you know no matter how slow you're going we're moving forward Mm -hmm. and having this real belief in my heart even Mm. though it was ridiculous that i would get him back and, and I and, you know, and then having wonderful people along the way who came and helped us with different aspects of that mm. and um, looking outside the square, never just taking your local doctor's opinion, mm. you know, or the local hospital's opinion of, yes. of things and accepting it because out in the world now is information that you know the, the the knowledge in the world is doubling every 5 years yes. like no single doctor can keep up with the with the actual developments
0: Agreed. so if
1: yep. you're willing to put in the hard work you can find stuff out there that you never thought possible mm. you know on brain injury on you know everything mm. from alzheimer's to diabetes is yep. the craziest stuff that they're doing and developing now mm so out of this whole journey we've gone into things like epigenetic testing Mm -hmm. and we're doing a lot of health coaching in our company now and uh, you know i have my own podcast called pushing the limits where i have a lot of the world's best scientists on there telling us about their breakthroughs Mm. getting that information out there because it's um it's just you know it's amazing and Mm. i've just finished um her book I've written a book on the story um bringing mum back from the brink yes. and it's called Relentless and it comes out in March right. so I'd love for to uh, yeah mm. come and um uh you know grab that book when it comes out or email mm. me and I'll put you on the list and let you know Absolutely. when it launches mm, we, can,
0: um, we can talk because, again yeah, yeah
1: mm. this is this is a gonna it's really important for me to, to write the book and it's taken me bloody near two years to, to do it yes um because I, I really want other people to have a guiding light. Yeah. I had a couple of books that really gave me hope, mm. and I want to pay that forward, forward. you know, or pay nice. it back, yes. um, by having a book that helps other people. And it doesn't have to be... You, you don't have to have gone through an aneurysm to enjoy this book
0: or to no. get something
1: out of it. It's about mindset. It's about mm. mental toughness. It's, it's, a lot of the running stories are in there, even. Mm. but And it's about the journey that we went on with mum and the the... You know, amazing outcomes that we've been able to achieve so it's a really heartwarming book well, that I hope will give other people hope.
0: I'm sure it you know. will. Lisa yeah. can I just ask a question when you are you know running and you feel pain in your body and you feel like you want to give up do you have a mantra in your head that you're saying like I won't give up poor," you know yeah. what do you say?
1: Well, it, uh, there's a lot of conversations going on there. Mm. It's not just one thing. Yes. But if there was one saying that I do have in my head, it's mm. this too will pass.
0: Yes.
1: You know, no matter how good or how bad mm. things are in mm. life, this too will pass. And mm. that's something that when you're in the deep dark places in an ultramarathon and you're miles and miles from home, <laughs> <laughs> and you know that you're already half dead and you've, like, still got 100 k's to go mm. or 100 miles or whatever, you're... Um, you have to know that this is a short period of time in the scheme of things and you mm. will get there. Um, and then during during races, you have to understand what your why is. You mm. have to have had that really deep conversation with yourself mm. over and over again. Um, and then, you know, the, in the actual battle, it's, it's about pulling in your focus. So when I was running through, I, I ran right through New Zealand for charity doing mm. – um, 2,250 k's in wow. 42 days and I was running 70 k's a day for the first two weeks and mm. then I had to drop it to about 50 a day because my body was, wasn't handling it um, mm. and when I was standing at the start line and I had this all ahead of me and I'd been so busy with the you know preparations and blah blah blah, logistics of it all and the charities and yes. everything that I actually hadn't thought about actually running 500 k a week, what it was going to mean. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And I arrogantly thought, you know, I've been doing this type of thing for ages, and yes, it's a bit longer than normal, but I'll be right. And um, at 6 a.m. standing there at the start line going, I had a panic attack, a major panic attack. and started bawling my eyes out Mm. and going, oh my God, I can't do this, I can't do this. And I went away from the crowd and the, the crew and i went over to my mum and we, she had me behind a car and i had a big bowling session and i
0: mm.
1: hugged her and i said mum i can't do this this is just too much i'm overwhelmed it's just 2250 k's and she just shook me and she just like calmed me down and she said look it's not about 2000 that's not what you're doing today all you're doing today is you're getting to that first power pole for starters and then you're going to get
0: through the first <laughs> half an hour and then oh. you're gonna to
1: get to lunchtime and then we're gonna have lunch together.
0: Oh. And then
1: you're gonna you know and, yes. and so she walked me through keeping my focus close. Yes, you don't have to do that whole two thousand something yeah. today.
0: Good point. You just
1: have to get through today. Mm. yeah and and that's but that stuck with me because by breaking it down into little bite-sized chunks mm. and keeping your focus in close to you, you can cope when you lift your eyes and this is for every challenge like say you want to become a doctor or you want to become a you know have some sort of major qualification that Mm. you have to get and you're looking at and you go oh my god it's 10 years away or six years away or five Mm. years away it's overwhelming Mm. you know but if you just go no this is this one assignment that I'm doing right now this yes. is the job that I have to do today, mm. or, or the next couple of hours, and and it's and it just stops that complete freakout, mm. you know. It, and I think that's yeah. a, some
0: of
1: the best advice I've ever had in my life. Absolutely <laughs> my awesome mom.
0: advice. So I was going to ask the next question: Sheroes and heroes. Who are your inspiration? Obviously, your mother it sounds like oh, definitely. Yeah, mom, yeah, yeah. She, she
1: she's my hugest biggest inspiration. Like. Watching her on this journey back, like at the beginning, she had no uh, conscious awareness of who she was or what she Mm. was. But after about nine or ten months, she started to have that awareness come back when we were doing this hyperbaric oxygen therapy and her brain started to, you know, start to remember and realize what had happened. and she just fought, she's fought with everything that she has to come back and yes. never, not a single day has she told me, I'm not training today, I'm not doing it, go away, mm. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do that weird thing, you know, like I got her to do some crazy stuff over the time, <laughs> you know, weird and wonderful gadgets and things yes. that I got, and, you know, some of them were crazy and didn't work, mm. but I just threw everything. You know mm. and the kitchen sink at her and she never told me once to go away i'm not doing it mm. she did everything she could to the best of her ability and she would get frustrated and i'd get frustrated and lose my patience and you know because we're only human but she would always just carry on stoically quietly get on with the job and i've never seen that and you know 'Cause I mean, it's one thing for me to coach her through this and to teach her and to bring her back, but it's one it's another thing to actually have gone through this and actually done it. Yes. You know, yourself. To retrain your brain. Like can you imagine like you're mm. you're trying to sit you're trying to stand and mm. you don't know what muscles yes. are those muscles that I'm telling you to use and you can't find the, the go mm. button, you know, yeah. and, and that well, you know, thousands and thousands of, of instances of those types of things. Absolutely, you know, she's like,
0: rewiring her brain, right, as she was... Oh, it's sang. rewiring her yeah. brain
1: at 78 years old. Mm. That's pretty pretty epic. So, yeah, she's my biggest hero of all time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I've had a number of people over the years who've just been, you know, incredible um, uh, mentors to me, um, my... Business partner at Running Hot Coaching, Neil. Mm. He's
1: been a huge influence in my life, mm. um, and really believed in me when when the chips were down, and things were broken. Right, um, rebuilt me, and nice. and now yeah, run a business together,
0: and yeah, it's fantastic, fantastic. So. Well, talking to you today, you've had a, you know an epic life, and you've done so much, and I I feel you, you know you've got a lot of um, uh, interesting years ahead of you, doing wonderful things, and. If you were going to um, leave our listeners with sort of like a couple, sort of a couple of sentences of what they should think about or could think about if they're going through some difficulty at the moment or if they have a goal and they want to start, what would you suggest?
1: Yeah, well, I think we've covered a lot of those you
0: things. Have,
1: but, yeah. um have, Definitely, I'd, you know, surround yourself with people who will get you there. Mm. And even if you if you can't afford a single person to help you because, you know, you don't have the money or the resources, find them on bloody internet. Yes, there are resources out there. And if you can find people who have done it before, who know where to go and mm. learn from them, you know, like podcasts, I mean, we're on one right now. It's yes. one of the best, and I'm probably preaching to the converter because they're listening to this show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, is one of the best universities there is out there in mm. podcasts because you can tap into the greatest minds of this planet. You can find out the latest in science. You can listen to, you know, middle toughness coaches waffling on about their stories you know but you can you can um tap into all of that potential you don't have to reinvent the entire wheel yes. and, and the other thing is when that negative chatter starts to go in your brain just know that you're human and that's normal mm. you don't ha- it, it's up to you though to recognize that voice acknowledge it and then tell it you don't need that anymore yes that that is no longer who you are and mm. you are changing that if it's that voice screaming at you that you're the useless and you're ugly and you're you're fat and you're hopeless and mm. you're whatever we all have that screaming voice inside our head yes it's recognizing that that's a shared experience with everybody else mm. and you just don't need to listen to the prick just tell <laughs> them to go away, <laughs> away.
0: yeah <laughs> Well, <laughs> and and
1: it, you actually have to acknowledge it, though. You have to acknowledge that it's there. It's mm. part of your ego. And mm. the reason that voice is there often is because it's trying to protect you mm. from you actually failing or mm. you having a disaster. So it's actually trying to do good. But mm. it's an outdated, outmoded way of doing it. Mm. You don't need that anymore. No. So you need to actually not tell it to To bugger off, you need to tell it. So I acknowledge you. I thank you for your your contribution, but I don't need it. And I'm doing this now, and Mm. I'm rethinking the way I live my life and my thoughts. And you do that process a hundred thousand times a day, Mm. you know, and you keep repeatedly trying to make your thoughts more positive and then doing those retraining because that subconscious will come as soon as you're not paying attention he'll you know, come out and he'll mm. bring out stuff that you don't want so doing that deep work getting you know doing the mental toughness coaching mm. doing there's a couple of doctors that i follow that are amazing mm-hmm. um dr joe Dispenza, yes um he talks about a lot of this sort of stuff mm-hmm. he's fantastic um and Dr. Bruce Lipton, there's a book called The Biology of Belief, right. and it's a fantastic book. He's the father of epigenetics. Right. Um, and it's, it's a book that has changed my life um, mm. and helped me understand my own brain. You know, we all have we have different layers of the brain and they all do different things. And mm. Some of them are useful and some of them aren't anymore in our mm. society, so we just need to be aware of that and mm. constantly work on it. It's a work in progress.
0: It is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. There's been so much to take in. I'm going to have to listen to our chat again myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's been fabulous to be on your show, and thank you so much for the work you do and for empowering other ladies. And um, you know, it's just fantastic. Um, the sisterhood is real, and it is. it's really, really important that we support each other as women. Excellent. You know, and that we don't pull each other down. We have to support each other yes. in everything we do. Absolutely,
0: and you are one of our phenomenal women. Thank you for being on Giant Sisters, Lisa.
1: Oh, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much, so Thank really you. Really appreciate it. Same. If anyone wants to reach out to me, please do. Um, if I can just mention um, my website is com. if you want to find out or come and check out my podcast, which is Pushing the Limits. I'd really appreciate that as well.
0: Great. Oh, okay. Well, great talking, and um, have a wonderful um, happy holidays and new year. Fantastic. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Bye.